Hi, I'm Annika. Today we will be talking about the four compromises that needed to take place when we evaluated our country's government from the Articles of Confederation. I hope you enjoy and learn something new. Knock, knock. Who's there? Barbie. Barbie who? Barbecue chicken. Our first topic will be discussing issue one, where the states and the people didn't know how they would be represented in the new government. What do you know about this, Sarah? Well, I know that there are two con- conflicting sides. One side was to keep everything very similar because then the big states wouldn't get bigger and have more power, and the little states won't get pushed out. I also know that the other side where the big states would get more votes to the equal the high population, this would be to ensure that Congress would reflect to the votes of their people. Annika, what do you know about how they compromised this issue? Well, Sarah, I know that the big compromise in this situation that was for every 30,000 people, there would be one vote. This is to ensure big states don't overpopulate ever every little state so that every citizen is included. As far as representatives chosen, they serve six-year terms while each state gets two senators. This compromise was made by Roger Sherman. Hey Sarah, in the new government, would you like to have had a voice or would you want to sit back and watch everyone else make all the rules and laws for you? I would like to join in the conversation. Cool. Our second topic, we will be discussing issue two, where slaves were sometimes considered a part of the state's population, as if other slaves were not. What do we know about this, Annika? We know that the southern states and northern states are arguing about counting slaves as the state's population. Counting slaves as people would mean that the southern states would have more representatives in the House of Representatives than the northern states. This came up as an issue for the northern states because if the south can count property as they wanted, why couldn't the cattle and horses from the north be counted as people? Sarah, do you know how they solved this problem? Well, after the southern and northern states arguing for such a long time, James Wilson and Roger Sherman made a plan called the Three-Fifth Compromise. This means that each slave will count as three-fifths of a person. Every five slaves would equal three slaves, counted to the state's population. So if the state had 50,000 slaves, that means their population would be all the whites plus 30,000 to represent the 50,000 slaves. Hey, Sarah, if you lived in the South, would you like to treat your slaves as people and count them, or would you treat them like dirty animals? I would count them. How come? To be nice. Cool. Our third topic we will be discussing is issue three, where no one could decide where the new nation's government should be located. Hey, Sarah, what key information do you know about this? Well, there are two major sides, the Alexander Hamilton side and the Thomas Jefferson and James Madison side. The Alexander side wanted the capital to be in New York, 
Having the capital in New York meant that the North would be favored more, which means they would get their financial plan put through and have the other states help them pay off their war debts. Annika, what do you know about the other state of the compromise? Well, I know that the southern states sure didn't want to help pay off the northern war debts. The South already paid off theirs, and there's no way that they wanted to help them. I also know that they don't want the North to be favored, so they want the capital on their side of the colony so that they can be favored. Hey, Sarah, do you know how they compromised this problem? Well, they decided the capital would not be in any state. They decided that no side would be favored over the other. The capital did end up being built in the south along the Potomac River between Maryland and Virginia. Also, since the capital was built more into the south side, they decided to help the north with the war debt. Our fourth topic will be about issue four, where people wanted to be reassured that this new strong government will not abuse its power and infringe on the rights of people. Annika, what do you know about the two conflicting sides of this issue? Well, Sarah, I know that the two sides were Federalists and Anti-Federalists. The Federalists supported the new Constitution, and Alexander Hamilton, James Madison, and John Jay led Federalists to believe in a strong central government. The three men wrote 85 essays known as the Federalist Papers to support the new passage of the new Constitution. On the other side, the Anti-Federalists believed that the Constitution had too much power. They wanted the states to have more power than what was given in the Constitution. Thomas Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John George Mason argued that the Constitution needed a list of protections so as the people's rights wouldn't be taken away. Hey, Sarah, do you know how they compromised? Yes, I do. What they did was make a Bill of Rights added by Thomas Jefferson, the list guaranteed to all Americans that these rights can never be taken away. There were 10 rights added to the co compromise. In conclusion, we are very thankful that you spent part of your day listening to our podcast. We hope that you have learned something new and enjoyed listening. If you want to hear more about the Articles of Confederation being changed to the four compromises, then go check out Mariah and Hunter's podcast for more great information. We thank you for listening and have a good day.